the impact he had it was different from the other guys the way he dressed the way he looks the way he plays the quality the confidence i would compare him to like a prime uh, neymar maybe big questions even bigger guests this is the big interview I am happy to be joined by a South African footballer who has been making a lot of noise abroad. This baller has played in Sweden, Portugal and Israel in the highest divisions. He is now playing for Aris Limassol FC in the Cyprus Football League where his team has won three in a row. He has a foundation with his older brother Mark educating the younger generation. I am of course talking about Mkhlali Mayambela. I am your host Aiden and this is The Big Interview. Mkhlali, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, man? I'm very well in yourself. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's fantastic to hear. Mkhlali, thank you so much for joining us. The last time you joined the podcast, you were applying your trade in Israel for Bnei Yehuda, if I'm not mistaken. And since then, you have then joined your current club, Aris Limassol FC, in the Cyprus Football League. How has life been in the Mediterranean thus far? Uh, yeah, it's very nice. It's very nice. Very easy to adapt. Uh, but the weather is so hot, you know, uh, that's the only thing. But the rest is, is okay. It's nice, nice country to be, a nice place with a good environment, and good people and good football also. So that's the most important thing. But the weather, it's too hot. That's why we only train at night. It's too hot. Yeah. And uh, how are your teammates? How is the club? How is the overall experience been so far? No, the club is well run. The club is well around. They have some good people. Have a good owner also. We invest a lot in the club. And a good coach who's young, energetic, and uh, have some good young talents also. It mix of experience. Uh, so it's a good balance overall on and off the pitch. It's good. The environment is good now. Also, we started well with a tough, tough preseason. Mm. And now uh, we started well in this season also, so everything is good so far. You guys have won the first three games so far, haven't you? Yes, we won the first three games. It's amazing. McLeary, you've basically spent the majority of your career playing abroad. How did your first overseas move come about? Uh, it came after the Bay Hill tournament. Uh, I think it was 2016 or 15. Um, and I had some interest uh, from local teams in South Africa. But I always had uh, this uh, thing that I want to play overseas, you know. Mm. Uh, I wanted to be away from home so I can just basically play football, nothing else, you know. Because sometimes it's a disadvantage to be at home for us as football players. So I just wanted to be away from home and I can be my own person, my own man, and grow and learn some new different things, new culture and stuff like that. So, so far, so good. The journey is still on. Of course. You, you mentioned there that you had a, had some interest from local clubs here in South Africa. Would you be able to tell us which clubs were interested? <laughs> At that time, I immediately after the Bay tournament, the guys from Sundowns took me. Uh, two old, I forgot their name. It was two uh, old guys, uh, like uh, age of my father. 
I can say, mm-hmm. uh, which were very respectful and they were very caring. And I, I would never forget. If I would see their faces, I would remember them. You know, they were, we met at the hotel immediately after that. They told me that uh, Sundowns, that, uh, it's a good club. It takes care of its players. And I won't uh, like need anything else other than focus on football if I'm at Sundowns. And at that time, I think Tico uh, was coming into an end. He's, he stayed at Sundowns. Okay. So they were telling me that uh, they also need some new talent and stuff. So, and I said to them, listen, I will be honest with you. Uh, my dream is to go overseas. Of course. And they were shocked because they, they didn't expect that, but they were respectful. They said, okay, if ever nothing comes or nothing happens, please contact us and let us know. I said, yeah, for sure, I will let you know. You know, so from locally, that was the only team that came to me, me, like me, not via an agent or via somebody else. And then also there were some other interests then from from other countries, from United States, from England and stuff like that. But I chose to go to Sweden, yeah. Why did you end up choosing to go to Sweden and not the USA or the UK, as you just mentioned? UK was a problem of... Uh, work permit okay that was the only problem and the uh, usa it was something like with like scholarship or something like that i see but i was not so uh keen at the time because i didn't know much about usa football okay of course you know so i chose sweden because also my brother was in the team so i thought it would be much easier for me to adapt and stuff and it was a good team for a young player to get the stage. And yeah, I think I made the right choice to go there. Amazing. And yeah, you've had the opportunity to play your football in, in Sweden, Portugal, Israel and Cyprus and, and of course Africa during the early, early days of your career. What are the different countries like in terms of the football and the playing style? Are some more physical than others? Do some require more from you as a player? What are some differences that you've experienced? Uh, the, fa- the most difficult part was when I first arrived in Europe. That would be the most uh, difficult part for everybody who just comes into a new place. In, in Sweden, it was, was more of uh, intensive and physical. Uh, it was more of that, uh, more than, I don't want to say more than talent, but it was more of that part. If, if, if you were physically ready and good, you would uh, play amazing games. And in Portugal, it's more of tactical and technical. Okay. You know, that's why you see a lot of of players uh, coming from Portugal with quality, Bernardo Silva, João Félix, João Cancelo, and a lot. I can count until tomorrow about technical players and technically strong players. So Portugal is more, more like uh, tactic and technical. That's the most important thing about them. Mm. So, and then in Israel, it's well, six months. It was interesting experience also. Uh, I didn't expect for it to be that good. It was so good. We had like six teams competing to win. 
championship. Oh wow! So that's that's yeah 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 that's that's quite interesting. It's unheard of. Yeah 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 yeah. But unfortunately, the COVID came and stopped the fans and stuff. You know, because people there they come in numbers. The fans come in numbers. It's competitive. Have some good players, good profile, and uh, yeah, it came short. I went back to Portugal, and now I'm here in in Cyprus. In Cyprus is. Is also have some good profiles. This, the league is good, competitive, as you can see. How many teams they have in in European uh, competitions now? You know, absolutely. Yeah, they have three or four. You know, so it shows that they have good teams. And also, we, my team, we lost in the Conference League, so it shows that they are good teams with good players with good profiles. So yeah, everything is good. They are all different. They are all different. They are all different. And and what has it been like adjusting to these different countries? Of course, each country has its own set of of cultural norms and and as you just described, different footballing uh, ide- ideologies. How has it been adjusting? Well, you know, for me, it's uh, uh, it's not so difficult since after Sweden first year, it hasn't been difficult to adjust in any environment because I tried to seek for help, I tried to ask questions try to gel into the team, I try to speak to the colleagues, the teammates, to socialize. This is the most important thing because if you close yourself, it's difficult. Nobody will understand you because if you socialize more, you even play better. Your teammates understand you better. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You have this chemistry. So this is the, the, the nicest thing about socializing. But uh, yeah. I, I I I always try to come to a new place and and find people from that place to help me and show me the way and the culture. It's important is to learn the culture and learn the language. So those are the uh, most important thing for you to adapt. And have you experienced any difficulties um, moving from different teams and different countries? <laughs> it was the first time when I moved from South Africa to to Sweden. I moved from second division South Africa. To a, a top club in Sweden, it was a completely different, mm. different uh, environment, different uh, responsibility, different pressure. It, it was uh, a bit, uh, like a, a step where I needed to adapt and, and learn fast, you know. Of course. So that was the only time. But after than that, I don't remember any time like uh, struggling or having such challenges that I will say, oh, fuck, I had this this challenge that I will never forget. No, the challenges that I had is the the normal challenges that a human being or a footballer can have in a, in, a, in, in anywhere. Yeah. And Mikhlali, do you keep any tabs on the PSL at all? Yeah, I do watch. I do watch. I do watch. I watch uh, some games. Uh, but I was watching more when my brother also was playing. But now I do watch when I when I when I when I get time I do watch also. And what do you make of the current state of the PSL with Mamelodi Sundown showing their dominance week in and week out? Yeah, man, credit to them, you know, credit to them for showing this dominance. I think it's six or seven years now in a row. I think a lot of people have lost count. <laughs> yeah, me also, yeah. But also, I think I would, uh, I would, I would, I would wish, I wish. For the big teams like Pirates and Chiefs to come to the party, you know, and and try to 
to to challenge them not saying they're not challenging or they are not trying their best but it needs to be there you know because also for the for the league it's important mm. to be to be competitive you know if you have believe me if you have four teams or three teams challenging for the league it's amazing it's amazing it's amazing and we know? have seen that before in the PSL yes, isn't exactly, this uncommon exactly. it's just hasn't been in recent yes. years you remember you remember how pirates won the league in the last day ix uh, drew and pirates won the league in orlando these are the moments that we, we that people want you know of course not not teams not teams winning the league in five games uh, before you know but but credit to sundowns you know it's it's not easy as as people from outside think to have this success because success requires a lot of sacrifice and a lot of obedience like to follow the the the, the structure the philosophy and everything and what they do day in day out it's it's, it's unbelievable for sure that's why they have this success you know there is clearly there is something they do different when looking at the PSL from from an outsider's perspective so to say how would you compare it to the leagues that you have played in mainly the Cyprus league where you're currently situated what are some fundamental differences between the PSL and the leagues you've partaken in uh, the thing is you know about football to see from outside is one thing and to be on the pitch is another thing mm. so i it, i don't think it's fair for me to compare PSL with any other league i've played in because i've never played in the PSL i don't know how is the feeling I don't know how the quality of the players. I don't have any experience from the PSL. But if I had played in PSL, maybe I could I could give you a clear answer. But now, uh, to be honest, I don't know really. I don't know how how the structure and how the coaching and how the preparations. I don't know. For me, from outside, when I watch, it's a good league. It's organized, you know when i watch from outside it's a it's a good league compared to other uh african countries who have less resources i think our countries have every resources that they have most of the countries in europe so this is good and when i watch from outside it's a, it's a good league you know mm. especially with fans with the fans back at the stadium it's more even more exciting Mikhaili, you and your brother Mark are doing some amazing work for the younger generation with the Mayambela Foundation. Would you care to elaborate on exactly what this foundation does? The foundation basically is to give back uh, than to receive, you know, uh, because mm. of where we came from and where we grew up, you know. Uh, we are trying our best also to give hope to the young and upcoming generation into the unfortunate families uh, we are trying our best you know where we can help we we help and where we can assist we try to assist with with everything we have you know so because also everything we do mostly it comes from our our pocket so this is the this is the thing we had we had since long time ago you know since long time ago so basically it's just about that i want to jump to a more personal side was there a particular player that you idolized when growing up there's only two players in south africa it was my brother and it was the comedy one i like the most i think yes 
And um, I'm not going to ask you about your brother because I think the answer is quite obvious. But why Tekumadise? <laughs> because of the impact, you know, of the impact he had. It was different from the other guys, you know, seeing him, like seeing him day to day, because I remember when my brother was at Pirates, like seeing this guy day to day, he was, when you look at other players and you look at him, he's different, you know, the way he dressed, the way he looks, the way he plays, the quality, the confidence, you know, he, he was like a, more like a showman, you know, I would compare him to like a, a prime prime uh, Neymar maybe I would compare him the, in terms of the in terms of uh, the image and the the way he, he treats himself the way he, because I think also he realized how how big he was and the impact he had you know because uh, he was so, so good player an unbelievable player and uh, he had the uh, great 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 career and when he went to sundowns to win i was so happy for him and uh yeah also what i liked about him is that each and every street corner when you play like uh, street football you would find the tigomodis <laughs> you would find a guy calling himself a tigomodis or you would find a guy calling himself a, a, maybe a Mayambela or something like that. So those are the people that I like, people who have impact, you know, who, who can be able to mm. make other people dream because it's important to make, we as football players, to make other people dream, to give hope, to give excitement to them, you know, for them to want to be here and stuff. So, yeah. And so far in your career, what would you say has been the toughest part of your journey? Oh, my toughest part... Maybe I would say being away from my son, I would say that because since he was born, I've never spent any birthday with him. Like he, on his birthday, he's always in South Africa. Maybe I would say that's the most tough, toughest part I, I, I've experienced so far. And, um, you know, you're a professional athlete. And I'm sure getting to the point you're at has been at no easy task whatsoever. And of course, you've had to come over certain challenges and struggles, not to mention countless sacrifices. What have been some of the biggest sacrifices you've had to make personally? There's a lot, you know, there's a lot. The way you train. First of all, maybe I would say is not to be involved with alcohol, I would say. Mm. Because as a football player, that's, that's the coolest and the easiest way to, to, to enjoy yourself. But I managed to, to stay away from it. Uh, and also to invest in myself and, and be patient with the process and trust the process. Because I never had an easy way. It was difficult. You know, it's difficult when you have a brother. When you have a brother that played football and he was so good and now people are starting to compare you to him. It's it's such a difficult thing, you know. Mm. And if you can check also with Zidane and his son, his son, the one that really, really plays like him. I played against him in Portugal. He He's such a good player but that I believe if he was not Zidane, Maybe he would have better career, but people have this uh, perception about him that he's Zidane. He must deliver this 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 magic like his father. And believe me, he's such a good player. Also, this guy, 
So also I had this same problem with me in, in South Africa. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to leave South Africa and play overseas, where nobody knows me and nobody knows about my family and stuff. You know? And I think that was important for me to do that, you know, because mm. it's so difficult to be compared because we are totally different people than different human beings with different skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What piece of advice do you have for any youngster out there who wants to become the next Mkhlali Mayambela? Just be patient and, and be patient and, and see yourself. See yourself before you become a football player. See yourself as a professional football player. That's what I always even tell my friends. Treat yourself as a professional and people will treat yourself, will treat you as a professional. You know, that's the most important thing. And you have to see it. When nobody sees it, you have to believe in yourself because that's the most important part. Everybody can believe in you, but if you don't believe in yourself, then doesn't it's not worth it. Doesn't matter. You know, just believe in yourself and keep on going and try to be the best that you can be and and be and be better than the other guys who are inspiring you. Sure. Try that also. Very, very wise words. Mikhlali, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. It has been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. And from everyone at the SL Podcast, we wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Cheers for now. Okay, thank you, man. Big questions, even bigger guests. This is The Big Interview.